0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fight to Repair podcast. For those of you who are new, I'm Paul Roberts, publisher of Fight to Repair newsletter and the host of this week's Fight to Repair podcast. In this week's podcast, we're speaking with Matthias Kirschner, the president of the Free Software Foundation Europe, and more recently, author of Ada and Bangamon a children's book that explores questions about repair, free software, and at a higher level, the connection between technology, software, and human expression. Ada and Vangaman explores the adventures of Ada, a young girl with a passion for tinkering and her encounter with Zangaman, a black turtleneck-wearing tech entrepreneur with a penchant for creating cool connected devices but some pretty arcane ideas about how his creations should and shouldn't be used. In this conversation, Matthias and I talk about what inspired him to write his children's book and what he hopes younger generations will learn from the book about the role of free software and the right to repair in a world of smart, connected stuff. To start off, I asked Matthias about what inspired him to write his book. Thank you very much, Paul,
1: for having me here.
0: <laughs> Matthias, we ran into each other at, in Boston um, at Libre Planet, which is a, a conference for the Free Software Foundation. And um, you turned me on to your book, which is right here. It's Ada and Zengerman, which is a children's book that really takes on the question or, you know, a a story really about repair and also about free software. And I thought that was so cool. And so I wanted to have you on and talk about this amazing book that you've written. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) uh, It
1: was great to meet you there. And I learned a lot, but we will talk about that later, I think. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we we were both kind of doing doing stuff at the conference. So I guess, um, Matthias, the first question would be, Tell our uh, audience just a little bit about yourself and your background and how you came to write a children's book. First of all, I was always interested in politics and
1: how that all works. And so at one point when I was still in school, I wanted to convince my father to subscribe to more newspapers so I can inform myself from different sources. And he was... It's like, oh, that will be expensive. But I read something about this internet. So I will get a computer with a modem and then you can inform yourself from all those different sources out there. I think in the end, it turned out that it was a little bit more expensive than but subscribing to one say. on your head. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that was my start and too. I had a computer with internet connection, one of the first ones at our school. And at one point I, I got a second computer, which a company wanted to throw away. And so I had two computers at home and I wanted to send one an email from one of them to another. And somehow that didn't work. And I complained at school and someone told me, oh, I, I have something for you. And a few days later, he brought me some floppies and some CDs. And that was my first GNU Linux distribution. And I started to install that. And well, it took me a very long time till I had a mail server and could actually send emails from one to the other without connecting to the internet. But... In this process, I learned so much. So I had a, well, had access to the internet, to mailing lists, I could ask people about all those questions. And uh, that was amazing for me, how much you can learn there. And with free software that I can do whatever I want to do with it, that I can learn uh, how it exactly works. If I would be interested, even read the source code and get really deep into it. I can share that with other. I thought, okay, the, the technical things you always have people who help you, but with the political things, that's really difficult. So I decided to study something in this direction. I ended up studying public administration science, and and in that process, I then also to t- that we had to do an internship. I learned about the Free Software Foundation Europe, and when I saw that, I thought, wow, that's exactly what I want to do, <laughs> combining those interests like the technical things and. Uh, and all those aspects on the society level. And yeah, I became the first intern of the FSFE and since then stayed involved there for some years as a volunteer. Then I started working full-time for them in 2009. And since then, did almost all the positions in the organization and ended up in the end as, yeah, one coordinating the activities there.
0: Really cool. So long history with the free software movement going back to your high school days, which is really amazing. talk about the idea to write a a children's book and educate younger people about the free, we'll talk about how free software plays a role in in the story you wrote, but educate folks Mm. about this concept. I I got uh, children myself and
1: uh, at one point, of course, they are then also interested what what am I doing there (laughs) when I have my laptop there or when I go to work and uh, somehow I wanted to bring them to the point that they have a better understanding of that. And so I asked people if they know about books that can better explain a bit, like what are computers, what is software and why does that all matter? Those, those questions, which I was thinking about a lot about like, how can we protect democracy? How can we have a distribution of power in a world that is controlled by technology? So just technical distribution of power. So how how can I teach them a little bit and, and help them a bit to be prepared for their lives? And the feedback I got there about books that was all for older children or, yeah, some of them I also didn't like that much. And so what I did then was I started to just invent on the fly some bedtime stories. And uh, told him some stories about something with computers. Uh,
0: We've all done that as parents. Yeah,
1: some of them really stupid ones. But yeah, the good thing with children is you get very direct feedback and they tell you that is good. And I want this in the story as well. And uh, so over the time that that developed there. And um, at one point, then I also talked um, uh, with donor of the FSFE and uh, talked with him about um, maybe I want to do a book about that. Uh, And he said, if you will write a book about uh, free software and those ethical aspects about technology, I will buy 1000 copies
0: and give that to my uh, customers. And then I thought,
1: okay, 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 now I
0: really have Ada and Zangemann. Um, tell us just a little bit about the story. Tell, you know, what happens mm-hmm. here. It's the story of uh,
1: Zangemann. He's the. Uh, he's an inventor, and he becomes the richest person in the in the whole world because everyone loves his inventions. Everyone wants to have them, even the ones that are not so great. You you just you want to have his inventions. And then on the other side, there is Ada, who's a young tinkerer who lives next to a junkyard. She gets some stuff from the junkyard, repairs some things, builds some new things, uh, also gets into programming. And uh, due to some events, uh, Zangeman starts to restrict computers that are uh, in all those uh, devices all around the world and uh, restricts what people can do with them. And um, yeah, on the other hand, then there is A uh, and her friends who discovered what great things they can do with all this uh, technology. And they want to preserve their right to control their everyday technologies. And then there is. Some development between the two of them,
0: I mean one of the things that really struck me about about the story that you wrote is just as you described like one of the one of the clear kind of themes underlying it is economic inequality, right dongamin is this kind of you can kind of see in the cover tall guy wearing jeans and a and a, uh, a, you know, turtleneck, a very familiar kind of icon- iconic figure, Silicon Valley, Ada, a young, a young girl who uh, is from the other side of the tracks, as we say in, in uh, English, you know, um, from a poor family uh, in a poor part of town. And just the, the differences in how they live and their lived experience. In some ways, I think, that's one of the main themes of this story is, is that is that ec- economic inequality and and kind of how greater access to technology can bridge that, that divide a little bit.
1: First of all, of course, that's also because it's a story tale, right? Uh, yeah. So you need those uh, yeah one person control the other the richest uh, yes. in the whole world. Yes. And um, when you take a look at uh, what free software is doing around the world uh, to in those inequalities. You have the big advantage that no matter if you're financially rich or if you are financially poor, you can use. You have a lot of software available there which you can use for any purpose. You can take some hardware which you don't need the most powerful hardware. Often some some hardware which other people throw away. It it will be something which you can already use to really create amazing things and to to experience all of that. To to learn so much. To to set new things up, to to tinker with this, to experiment with this, uh, to learn skills which you can afterwards also use to get uh, some other jobs, uh, to to solve some problems for other people who are in similar situations as you are. With free software, it is I, I see it as a as a transfer of of knowledge and power also to mm. to those who uh, are in a financial poor situation as well.
0: And I mean, I think. One of the things that comes out in the story is this evolution of Zangaman as an inventor invents some really cool thing, you know, skateboards that can make sound, you know, an ice cream machine that you you know you can kind of put on every corner, and eventually kind of gets to the point where he turns these into smart objects, you know, that are that he can control and that are programmable. But also, as that evolution happens, he gets increasingly interested in, in kind of imposing his will on his on his customers i kind of see that as very similar to the dynamic that that we've seen maybe in the last 20 or 30 years right of of the sort of the promise of you know you with your your modem and your internet connected computer to where we are now with you know seat warmer subscriptions in cars or Mercedes saying, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to accelerate this car to a certain, you know, you have to pay us a fee to do with it. I, I'm, I'm guessing that's something that has struck you as well, that, that sort of evolution. I
1: mean, and that that was the whole idea. How can I also get that point to my children? What is happening there? Um, how can I explain them why this is happening? What, what might be the explanation for that? I mean. Would the story, get into discussing this with them? Why is such a complex doing this idea to
0: communicate to a young
1: audience, really? Yeah. yeah. And there are so many motives behind that, why this is done. I mean, it's not often not so black and white. Uh, this is done because the people, the other person wants to harm you. He wants to just earn as much money as uh, as possible, and that's why he, the person is doing it. It can be the reason in sometimes uh, as well, but I, I think it's often more complex. And I think I mean the the character of Zangemann is I, I think shows some of this complexity that we have in in real life. I mean,
0: so many of these schemes, when you look at them, seem like money money. May how do we just extract more wealth from our customers beyond you know them purchasing this device? You know, what if we can get them to buy it and also rent it, right? Um, but not always. And there, there is, you know, with right to repair, you often hear this kind of, well, this is our brand, you know, and if you do, if you do this with our product, you know, you're harming our brand, which strikes me as kind of Zangeman. He doesn't like how people are using the stuff that he created.
1: I mean, that, I think that's for you the same as, as, uh, as for me, when you talk more with people on, on the other side of the discussion, you realize, well, it's, it's it's not so black and white that they just want to do evil. They often, they, they really have some concerns mm-hmm. uh, there. They might be concerned about the safety. They might yeah. uh, be concerned that they are responsible for some bad things that then happened and what Liability, can they prevent sure. it. And yeah. I mean, I think when one of your episodes, you also had it about like security and, and, and other yeah. issues. So it's yep. it's often, it's, it's, it's more complex there and, and still there should be discussion how much power do you give to those who invent things and what they can control with it and how much much uh power do you give to the others to to make mistakes yep. create problems <laughs> right. that we then
0: as a society have to deal with so final question uh matthias what is what's next um uh for you you is there a follow-up to this book more more is coming what, what's what are the plans i mean i i did never think that i'd become
1: a book author i just did that because there was nothing else available there I will uh, do a lot of work, continue to do a lot of work for, with the Free Software Foundation Europe, uh, working on uh, to make sure that people can uh, control their own software, their their technology, that uh, we are allowed to repair, to tinker with hard mm-hmm. and software in, in Europe and, and elsewhere. Um, I want to make sure that there are other translations of the book uh, so that uh, children can also uh, very early on experience that in their, in their own uh, languages. I will support people who want to uh, use this book as a tool to get into discussions about uh, other uh, topics around technology, about like free software on one side, about the right to repair, about sustainability, and so on. Um, and uh, yeah, if if I have another idea for a book, I might do that. But there might there is also a long list of other things which I I want to work on uh, with the with the FSFE and with other people in the uh, software freedom movement which probably will happen happened
0: before. Um, Matthias Kirchner, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us uh, about your new book, Ada and Zangeman. And uh, it is available online and uh, you can you can get it. So thank you so much. Thank you, Paul, for having me here. Matthias Kirschner is the president of the Free Software Foundation Europe and author of Ada and Zangeman. A Tale of Software, Skateboards, and Raspberry Ice Cream, published by No Starch Press. You're listening to the free version of the Fight to Repair podcast. To hear our full interview, consider becoming a premium subscriber to Fight to Repair. An annual subscription is just $5 a month and gives you early access to our original reporting and exclusive access to our full-length podcasts and interviews. You also get access to premium events, including live interviews with leading figures in the Right to Repair movement and in-person events. To learn more, go to fight to repair. news.